0: i For the road.
1: Is This is our first broadcast back in the sanctuary for two months. We welcome you. Welcome back to Genesis Gathering. We're going to have a great time this morning. Um, our worship leaders are with us, Matt and Lisa, so I'm excited about that. And then we have a message from the Word of God this morning. Uh, before Matt and Lisa come, I want to encourage you to send out the link that you see in the slide over my shoulder here, okay? You can view us uh, both on the webpage as well as on Facebook. Copy that link and fire it off to a friend and invite him along, all right? Matt and Lisa? As they're coming, get your Bible out. And also, uh, we're going to celebrate communion this morning at the end, close of the service. And so go ahead and grab your communion elements also, the bread and the juice, and uh, we'll do communion at the end of our time today.
2: Good morning, everybody. It's good to be back in here and be able to stand and stretch out our arms. Uh, we're glad that you're with us this morning. We're going to sing some worship together and uh, looking forward to a really good message from Jeff. So let's go ahead and sing some worship. Just get your heart in a place that's uh, let go of all the stress. There's been a lot of stress the last couple weeks, um, and uh, I finally had to turn off the news. <laughs> Um, So if you're in a place that's stressful, just go ahead and let some of those things go. Um, Take a minute and just focus on worshiping our Father.
3: I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like. But I've heard the tender whisper of love in The dead of night and you can tell me That you're pleased and that I'm never alone You're a good, good father It's who you are, it's who you are It's who you are are. and I'm loved by you It's who I am, it's who I am it's who I am. Oh, I've seen many searching for answers far and wide, but I know
1: we're all searching
3: for answers. Only you provide, because you know just what we need before we. Say a word, you're a good, good father It's who you are, it's who you are It's who you are are. and I'm loved by you It's It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am You are perfect in all of your ways You are perfect in all of your ways Love so undeniable I, I can hardly speak Peace so unexplainable I, I can hardly think as you call me Deeper still as you call me Deeper still as you call me me.
2: Father, we thank you that you are good, and even when times are difficult, that you provide peace that's that's so unreasonable, so unfathomable that we just can't understand it, Father. Where did it come from, the peace that you give? We pray for peace this week, Father. We pray for calm. We pray for wisdom. We pray for Times of just going deeper with you, Father, when the world is chaotic, we pray that you would just draw us closer to you.
3: I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment And I never want to leave Oh, I'm not here for blessings Jesus, you don't owe me anything And more than anything That you can do, I just want you. I'm sorry, when I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry, when I just sang another song, take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. And I never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. And more than anything that you can do, I just want you. Oh, I just want you. And nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you, and nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you, and nothing else, nothing else. Nothing else will do, I just want you And nothing else, nothing else Jesus Nothing else will do, I just want you Nothing else, nothing else Nothing else will do I just want you Nothing else
1: Nothing else
3: Jesus Nothing else will do I just want you Nothing else Nothing else Jesus Nothing else will do your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment and I never want to leave Oh, I'm not here for blessings Jesus, you don't owe me anything More than anything that you can do I just want you I'm caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment And I never want to leave
1: Amen all hear me because i want to say something to you worship is precious worship existed before the world was created we know that there's worship that goes on in heaven 24 7 constantly you know there's something about worship The psalmist talked about it, bringing us into the presence of God. Now, as New Testament, New Covenant Christians, we know that we don't use worship to get into the presence of God because we already are his tabernacle. He never leaves us. But there's something that worship does that breaks through the realm of the soul, mind, will, and emotions, which can be blocking. They can be in the way, hard, weak, weak financial difficulties, what's going on politically, financially, whatever in the world. And it's oppressive. And worship will break through so that we have a greater awareness. We want to build a great worship team here at the Genesis Gathering so that when you come back into public gathering, we can just split the walls and tear the roof off in worship. I want you to do something. I want you to listen to the voice inside of you and respond to what I'm about to say and ask if you would be this person or these individuals, okay? If you play an instrument, and in particular right now where we would like to start is the drums, and the keyboards, and then the bass guitar. If you play any of those instruments, if you are in a place to be able, if you're available on Sunday morning, and the kind of music that you hear us sharing at the Genesis Gathering and other sites, great sites where this music is going on, if you're able to play along with that, And you enjoy that. We'd like to talk to you. Because there's a place for you on the worship team here. And I want you to get a hold of us. I want you to get a hold of Matthew Whipple. Or myself. Uh, Our information is on our website. We would like to build a tremendous worship team here. That you can be proud of playing on. And that lifts us. Just takes us quote into the presence of God I I was taken into the presence of God Matt Lisa through that worship this morning and I would just love to see that that power uptick and 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 it can as we augment it with additional voices and additional instruments it would also give Matt a, a break a little bit where he could just sing sometimes and not have to worry about playing which he loves to do he loves to do both but uh would you hear the voice inside of you? Come play with us, come be on our worship team. Get a hold of us, let us know you're available. And uh, let's have an audition and let's get you going.
4: Okay, I loved the, uh, come play with us. We need <laughs> to play. <laughs> we need some play time of all kinds, don't we? We do. Yeah, we really, all, we really all do.
1: Let me ask you, are you gonna sit? No. Okay, if you're gonna stay standing, I'm gonna sit.
4: All right, sounds like a plan. Hey everyone, good morning. It's so good to see you. Thank you for all of your input this morning as we were struggling with our microphone on and off thing. And yeah. I appreciate letting you letting us know. That helped us to fix it. So And it's also great to see all of your names uh, on Facebook there, to see that you're there participating with us yeah. uh, when we're here alone. It's really great to get your feedback, your texts, um, whatever, when you all talk to us. So thank you. Uh, for taking the time to do that, so first thing is uh, prayer requests. If you have any, text them right now to my phone seven two zero eight seven eight three three two three. And uh, you can, if you're on Facebook, you can put them right there on Facebook. There's usually a little delay on Facebook, however, so I may not see them in time. The best route is seven two zero eight seven eight. 3323. Three, three. And in a couple of minutes, we're going to pray together. A few announcements. Guys gathering. You uh, have your meeting by Zoom. You're gathering by Zoom. This Thursday night, if uh, you're a guy and you haven't joined in yet, please feel free to do so, one hour. I hear it's a great time. I personally wouldn't know since I'm not a guy, but anyway, go to our website and there's a link there uh, for you to join in to the Zoom call on Thursday night. If you have any questions, you can contact Jeff through that site as well and uh, ask him about it. Our Love Wins uh, book study started this last Thursday night and it'll be in like a week and a half away. We'll continue. You're welcome to join us. This book is pretty much an easy read, not difficult for you to join in about, uh, let's see, I think I want to say the title, subtitle was like up something like about heaven, hell, and everybody who ever lived. So anyway, uh, it's a great study. Come join us. Bingo! Can everybody go bingo at the bingo hall? Roy saying, Yell it loud because if we can't hear you, you and we move to the next number, you've lost your win. You got to yell bingo loud. J- January 26th, not this Tuesday, but the next, we're restarting bingo at the Bingo Oasis Hall in North Glen. And we're very excited. For those of you who don't know, we've been hosting bingo for uh, about a year and a half, I think it is. And maybe it's already been two and a half years. It's been a long time. And uh, we have a lot of fun. We have our, we we look forward and hope that our bingo church (laughs) will come back together. That's what we call all these folks, because we love them and consider them part of our church family from uh, at the bingo hall. And um, we'd love to see everybody again. And of course, we'd love to have you come out and play. And hey, it's a way to get out of the house, right? So if you have any questions, you can let me know about that. Um, We want to tell you thank you for your donations. It makes a difference. We still have bills to pay. And of course, your giving is unto the Lord. Your tithes and your offerings are as unto the Lord. But the work is continued here through Genesis because of your generosity. You can go online to our website and uh, click the giving button and donate. Or you can text to give. And that phone number is 720-730-8510. Aren't you proud of me? I wrote it down this time. 720-730-8510. Very easy to text to give. So I'm going to just check and see if I have any prayer requests here that have come through. Okay, I see one there. And I want to look here on the Facebook page. Okay. Okay. So we'll pray. Uh, Lisa is asking for prayer for Amanda, who's struggling with the loss of her sister, uh, who's also Lisa's very close friend that we lost. And uh, Amanda also needs a new job. And then we have a pastor friend who has been diagnosed with COVID-19, excuse me. And we'd like to pray for him. And then I'd like to pray again this morning for our country, and I am uh, sorry. I'm looking down. I'm reading my notes here. Uh, so let's let's do this together. And if you do have people in your heart or that spring up as we're praying, just lift their names before the Lord as we as we pray together. So Lord, we turn our hearts to you right now. We're in this together with you. We're not alone. We're so grateful, Father, for your presence in our lives. We're so grateful for your help, your goodness, your love. And so we do lift up Amanda to you, Lord. We know how much you care for her. And we pray for your comfort, uh, for that she'd have the ability to process this grief, Lord. And I know that you comfort those who mourn and you heal the broken heart hearted and so we thank you. That's what you're doing for Amanda and that Lord you have a perfect provision of a new job for her Lord. Perfect timing, perfect place for her and we thank you for that new job. For our pastor friend we thank you that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead brings that same resurrection life to his body and we speak healing to him in the name of Jesus. And Father, regarding our country, I, I want to pray this. You've said to pray for those in authority, especially, and especially this week, Lord, that we might live peaceful and quiet lives. So we pray that our, those in authority here in the United States would find their wisdom and direction from you. We pray they would walk in love and peace and reconciliation. We pray they would seek godly, life-giving government and decisions. We pray for the peace and reconciliation of Christ to rule in their hearts and in the hearts of the American people. Lord, we pray for healing in our land. We pray, deliver us from evil. May your kingdom that's already come on earth through us bring forth your will as it is in heaven. So, for here in America, and for each person in America, we pray, and would you pray the Lord's Prayer with me? Just pray it right out loud, wherever you are. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. We're going to put our trust in the Lord and in the kingdom of God, right? Not in governments, but we pray for the Lord to bring us peace here in our land and especially this week. Okay, guys, it's Great to be with you, and uh, we love you, and uh, Jeff is coming with this morning's message.
1: Chris Young. um, Very popular. Country star who's tearing it up. Getting some thumbs up from the sound booth. Wrote a song called, Voices. I want you to hear just the first part of the lyric because I want to talk about the subject, I hear voices. You could say I'm a little crazy. You could call me insane, walking around with all these whispers, running around in my brain. I just can't help but hear them. Man, I can't avoid it. I hear voices. I hear voices like my dad saying, work that job, but don't work your life away. And mama telling me to drop some cash in the offering plate on Sunday. And granddad saying, you can have a few, but don't ever cross the line. Yeah, I hear voices all the time. Is it natural to hear voices? Is it supernatural to hear voices? Is it biblical to hear voices? Actually, it is. It's biblical to hear voices. Listen to this. This is Jesus Christ. In John's Gospel, chapter 10, verses three through five. His sheep recognize his voice And they come to him. They follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Jesus said that people that follow him would hear voices. (laughs) His voice. And in fact, if you're a... Passionate Christ follower, you'll be able to tell a stranger's voice from God's voice. Now, we are not talking about the issues of mental illness here. There is such a thing as mental illness, it is a disease, it has many varieties, many different kinds of intensity in people's lives, it's very destructive. I know individuals who have taken their life as Christians because of the disease of mental illness. And one of the hallmarks, one of the marks of mental illness is hearing voices. So I want to issue a disclaimer very quickly and say that is not what I'm talking about. And that is not what Jesus was talking about when he said his followers would hear his voice. They'd also hear the stranger's voice, those would be voices that are opposed to God's blessing, opposed to love, opposed to kindness, opposed to living to give instead of living to take, things like that. And that we'd be able to discern between those voices. So it's biblical actually to hear voices. It's not spooky. And we're not talking about being mentally ill here, despite the accusation that if you say you talk to God or God talks to you, you must be mentally ill. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. Apparently, Jesus talked to God all the time. And he certainly wasn't mentally ill. All of the apostles talked to God, talked to Jesus. The church fathers, the puristic Fathers talk to God, talk to Jesus. People through the ages of millennia have believed in the spiritual practice and spirituality and everyday natural practice of hearing and speaking to God. And the reason this is natural is because what we're really talking about here, everybody, is having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not unnatural. It's not spooky. It is supernatural. But it's very common. It's very natural. It's like breathing. To have a personal relationship with Jesus where you talk to him, where he talks to you, where you hear his voice. Now, let me be quick to say that I am not talking about an audible voice, although there are Occasions where God may audibly speak to somebody, he did to Moses for instance, he did to Paul in the scripture, I'm sure he has down through the ages to any number of people. I have never heard God's voice audibly, but I know I've heard his voice in the manner in which we're going to speak of it this morning, and and, and in the manner in which it's taught in the New Testament by both Jesus and Paul. Here again are the words of Jesus. We find these in the Gospel of John, chapter 16, starting in verse 12. But when he, the Holy Spirit of truth, comes, the Holy Spirit will guide you into the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known or announce to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said that the Holy Spirit will receive from me that which he will announce or make known to you. This Greek word announce means interpreting within you. Interpreting within you. See, there is a perspective that is above earth. There is a voice that's above earth. There are heavenly voices. There's the voice of the Holy Spirit. There's the voice of God and of his son, Jesus Christ, that are above earth the earthly voices that we are so taken with. And the apostle, the apostle Paul spoke of these voices or this voice of the Holy Spirit as being like a prompting. It, it, it's a, a, an announcement. Here's what Paul said. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit, that we are a child of God. So it's not odd to hear the Holy Spirit. It's not an audible voice, but he just announces. He sort of, he prompts. You feel a, a, an inward prompting. Some might even call it your conscience, although your conscience isn't, necessarily the voice of the Holy Spirit. Those two are not equal, but the Holy Spirit can use our conscience. I find that I have learned to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit better, more clearly without having to constantly second guess is, is that God? As I have developed my personal relationship with God. What am I talking about? Three things. Presence, speaking to him, and sharing. All right, first presence. What are we talking about when we talk about the friendship that we might have with somebody? Aren't we talking about being in their presence? You're my friend, because, partly because we hang out together. We're in each other's presence. You can hang out with God. Then speaking, so there's presence. And then when you're in each other's presence, you talk to each other, you speak. What am I talking about? Well, God shares his mind with us, first of all, through the scripture, the Bible. But be careful now, We do not elevate scripture above the person of the Holy Spirit. Remember that the Trinity is not God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Bible. It just isn't. See, scripture points us to Jesus. Many passages of scripture can be interpreted in a number of ways. Indeed, this past week, those who stormed the Capitol here in the United States of America, many of them were, quote, Christians. Christians. Many of them thought that they were operating in the authority of Scripture and the authority of God, some of them. Not all of them. But to be sure, some of them did. They've said so afterwards. But was that God speaking to them? I don't believe so. How can we know? How can we tell? How do we know that God's speaking to us? Well, we've got to develop a friendship with Him, a relationship with Him. And we do that first by being in his presence, secondly, by speaking to him, right? We we, we start that exchange of speaking to God through reading the scripture, reading the Bible. One of the things I love to do is not only read the Bible but take a scripture and sort of unpack it and read it in sections and read it back to the Lord and pray it to the Lord and so forth. I don't just read it through to fulfill the daily Bible reading plan. I pause and I read certain things in the scripture. In fact, I'm not that big on a daily reading plan as I used to be because it, it, it sort of got me caught up in a religious practice of meeting a quota. And when I didn't meet the quota, well, then I went back and I felt like I had to catch up. So, you know, the next day I had to read what I missed the day before and then catch up by reading, you know, today's. And God's really not interested in that. that that's not the reason to read the Bible. The reason to read your Bible and to study scripture is to know God, to know how he thinks. So the third aspect of relationship would be sharing. So presence, speaking or talking, communicating, and then sharing, sharing what? Sharing your thoughts, I'm closer to my wife today than I was a year ago, than I was five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago when we got married. I'm much closer today because we've shared a lot of different thoughts and we know each other. We know how each other thinks. We don't always agree with each other's thoughts. Those thoughts can at time be antagonistic or we find ourselves needing to compromise or to humble ourselves or to to give and to love and to sacrifice. That's another topic, but it it nonetheless causes me to know her better, to share my thoughts. Now, see, this is how God speaks to us. He shares his thoughts with us. He shares his concerns with us. He shares his feelings with us. He even shares his dreams with us. Yes, he does. He does. I find these words by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 starting in verse 10. And I'm, I'm not going to read each of the next six verses, but I'm going to read their content so that we get the gist of what Paul's talking about in relationship to our subject. Paul knew Jesus. Paul had a very personal experience with Jesus. Paul... Paul, before he became Paul, was Saul of Tarsus, who used to persecute Christians, go through the cities arresting them and then having them murdered. That was Saul of Tarsus. Then on one of his trips, traveling with a a whole caravan, a whole band of militia, he was traveling to a city where he was going to do some arrests, probably have some people murdered. Christians. And he was knocked off his horse by a blinding light, the Bible says. And then Jesus spoke to him audibly. It's quite an experience. Now, that's not this text, but that's where his experience with God started. He knew God was real. He he knew that this wasn't just, you know... He he believed, he knew from that point forward that God really did speak, not just through Scripture, but by his Holy Spirit, and he began to develop a relationship. Now, after many years of walking with the Lord, here's what he wrote in 1 Corinthians. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. The person without the Spirit, or as one translator said, the soulish person has no capacity to accept the things that come from the Holy Spirit, but he considers them foolishness, and he cannot understand them because they're discerned by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows what God is thinking. And so he's going to come and speak to your thoughts. Your spirit knows your thoughts. God's spirit knows his thoughts. And when they get together, the Holy Spirit, knowing God's thoughts, speaks to you, your spirit, we could say. But where? I mean, how's that happen? How's that transact? He speaks to your thought life, impressions. Suggestions, promptings, announcements, and and you become sharper in knowing that voice as you study scripture and as you practice his presence. Living this way is a wonderful way to get free from living by the law and legalism. It was very important to Paul to teach his followers and the the early church how to walk in the Spirit instead of living by the law. Do not, touch not, taste not, handle not. And we, we have segments of the church today that like to bind people with requirements of Scripture, exacting from them behavior change, rather than teaching us how to walk in the spirit and the Holy Spirit then speaks to our heart and mind. He announces, he prompts, he leads into all truth. He never speaks on his own. He only speaks what he hears from the Father and from Jesus. And so we can trust him. And and he helps shape our journey. He helps shape my morals. He helps shape my values. But I can tell you this. These voices, this voice of the Holy Spirit will never compromise the Bible, Scripture, and even more importantly, the nature of God. Will you say, whose side was God on this past week when they stormed the Capitol? Whose side is God on when there's an abortion Whose side is God on when laws are legislated that act or cause us to act in one way versus another way, saying that this is right, this is wrong, this is God, this is not God? Law versus grace has a lot to do with it. Is it life-giving? But I know this, this this I know for sure and I don't want to jump ahead of myself. The Holy Spirit never says anything to me that contradicts the character of Jesus. So, how do we discern these voices? And and Pastor Jeff, why are you even talking about this? There's, There's so many important things to talk about. Yeah, but you know what I found? None is more important than learning to discern the voice of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit in your own walk with God, your own friendship with Jesus. Because without that, there are so many voices in this world, so many voices in this world. I'm going to lo- look right here because I think they can get me right a little closer. There are so many voices in this world that to shut down the chatter and to come into... Matthew spoke about it. I almost said Pastor Matthew. <laughs> I don't know if I'm prophesying or what. <laughs> next week. Next
2: week, Pastor
1: he reminds me, next week, Pas- Pastor Matthew is going to be speaking and you don't want to miss it. It's always great when he fills the pulpit. So... It is so important for us to be able to shut down the chatter and and know how to listen to the proper voice, all right? And I was about to say something and I lost my train of thought there about, you know, but pastor, you you might say this or that. But now, let, let me move towards wrapping this up. How do I discern what voice I'm, I'm listening to? Let me tell you what it isn't. God's voice may evoke feeling, but God's voice isn't a feeling. Okay. Uh, this past week, I was moving some things out of a storage garage and relocating them. I borrowed a truck. This truck is one of those mammoth, great big trucks. Not, not like a U-Haul, I mean like a pickup truck, but just like a monster truck the back end of it set up real high. I mean, it was up to my chest. I literally had to get a little ladder to step up into the back of the truck. So I'm at the storage garage and I'm using the ladder and I'm putting everything in and I get done and I climb down the little ladder and I close the gate and I transport the things. I get to the destination for all of this and I get going. Bring down the truck, uh, uh, gate on the truck, and I'm bringing things off the truck and doing the ladder and so forth. And so I'm on my last bit. I get the boxes over to the edge of the gate, and then I, I I, I cannot explain this for the life of me. I cannot explain what I did in this moment. But I, facing the front of the truck, so my back is towards the garage where I'm unloading things. I leapt, I just leapt off the back of the gate, tailgate. I, I think subconsciously, as I was flying through the air, I, in a second, I, I caught myself feeling, man, this is further, it's further down than I, I thought this should be. <laughs> and I crashed, and my hand went out to catch me, and I smacked my back, and thankfully I didn't, because it's concrete, I didn't smack my head, I didn't hurt my head, but I hurt my arm, jammed my arm, hurt my wrist very badly, and I thought, why, you idiot. That was like the dumbest thing I have done. In years, I've done some dumb things, but this is like right up there. I just, without a care, having used the ladder every time before, leapt, going backwards, leapt without a care off the back of this truck. Now, that was not the prompting of the Holy Spirit. That was not the move. It was not a revival. It was not a leading. Here's where I want to go with it. So I get back over to the storage garage to meet a friend who's going to help me with some heavy pieces. I get there, I'm opening the door of the garage. He's getting out of his car. And I just, I needed to share this because I hurt. I had my wrist iced, it was wrapped. I'm in pain and I feel like I need to tell my friend, right? I have a relationship with my friend. Of course, I'm going to tell my friend. So I said, I just did the dumbest thing you'll ever, and I described what I just told you in detail. And as God is my witness, here's what they said. Good. You'll do that many more times. Now, my wife's laughing in particular because she knows who it was, which I shall not mention their name. No, good, you'll do that many more times. (laughs) And I thought to myself, that is not what I wanted to hear. I'm in pain here, all right? I, I need feeling, I need emotion, I need you to come into my story. So I get done with the move, everything, and I'm taking the truck back that I borrowed. The wife comes out and she's chatting with me and I don't know, it's that thing that we do. I needed to share my story again. After all, it was their truck that I had borrowed. So we're talking, I said, man, I did the dumbest thing. And I started describing my story. And all while I described my story, her eyes got real big, okay? She ooed. she shook her head, oh. And I talked about landing and hurting myself, and oh my gosh. Jeff, how terrible. I'm so, so, are you okay? And I felt so good. I just, I felt wrapped in love. But that wasn't the voice of God either. God's voice isn't a feeling. In fact, God's voice was probably the other one. Good, good. Good. you'll do it many more times where you make stupid decisions you do stupid things you're not listening you're not aware but it's okay God has your back Psalm forty-six, ten says be still and know that I am God the Hebrew of that says to let go Stop striving, slacken, let it drop. Don't jump off the back, (laughs) just let things drop. So here's your takeaway today, okay, you ready? I'm gonna give you three things for your takeaway in this message. Number one, rest. Number two, worship. And number three, watchfulness. Let's talk about rest real quick. Colossians chapter three verse fifteen, Paul said, Let the peace of God rule your heart. Now in that moment I leapt off the back of that truck, I know, I know exactly what was going on inside of me. I was not walking or operating in peace, Matt. I, I was in a hurry. And so I was just, you know, rushing. And in that moment, I simply forgot to use the ladder and leapt off the back of that truck subconsciously. And I've done this many times, leaping off the back of something much lower. And your body adjusts and, you, you know, you kind of catch yourself on the shock, absor- shock absorber of your legs and your knees. And that's what I was expecting to experience. But I was wrong. Because I was in a hurry. I was not resting. I was not letting the peace of God. And that's one of the ways we miss the voice of the Holy Spirit is by not being in rest. Secondly, worship. What do I mean? Affirm who the Father is. Psalm 46. God is my refuge and my strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Affirm who Jesus is. John chapter 10, verse 30. I and my Father are one. John chapter 14, verse 9. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What are we talking about? The beauty of the divinity of Christ isn't just that Christ is like God, so he's divine. The power of the incarnation and of Jesus Christ is that God is like Jesus. And God has always been like Jesus. There's never been a time where God wasn't like Jesus. So if you know Jesus, if you're walking with Jesus, if you have a close relationship with Jesus, then you're going to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, and you're going to know the character of God. And I'm going to tell you, you could not march in a march of violence and burning and disrespect. You could not do that if you were wrapped up in the the DNA of Jesus, because Jesus doesn't do that. I'm just telling you. And he doesn't do it from any side or any angle or in any movement, I'm sorry. It's not okay in one, violence is never right, burning is never right, looting is never right, although that's largely been dismissed previously in other months, right? It's never right because it's not the character of Jesus. It's not the peace ruling in your heart. And number three here, affirm who you are. Now, this is not the third item. We're on the second item, worship. We talked first about rest, then worship, but I'm giving you how you worship. You affirm who God is, you affirm who Jesus is, okay? And then you affirm who you are. Now, let me ask you a question real quick. I want you to think about this. If you take nothing else from this message, listen to this one. Does God speak to you because you're good? Or does God speak to you because he loves you? Jeff, before we read the quote, I'm gonna ask you to go to watchfulness. So I gave you a third one, watchfulness, all right? Watchfulness, what do I mean? So rest, worship, watchfulness. These are your takeaways. As you want to, if you want to grow in hearing the voice of God, rest, worship, and watchfulness. What do I mean? That's mindfulness. Mindfulness that God is at work. Mindfulness that God is speaking. Mindfulness that God is in the midst of all that you are doing. So as I laid on the ground after having leapt off the back of that truck backwards, I immediately begin to call on the Lord. There may have been some other words as well, but there, there I, I begin to call. <laughs> just, just having a relationship here, I'm being honest with you because I'm a human. And because things, and then I immediately, I was aware that God was with me. I was aware that he had reminded me or cautioned me already four times Four times that morning on the way to this garage, to and from, to and from, there's a set of railroad tracks. They're never busy, there's never a train. Four times, each time going and coming back, going and coming back, four times, a train was coming and the bar went down. And I had to wait four times. I've never encountered a train going to that storage garage, not once. Four times. And I begin to pray. I didn't tell you this, but I, be, I, I begin to pray, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? And I thought, could it be as simple as the Lord saying, slow down? Be cautious. Emergency could be ahead, so wait. <laughs> I think the Holy Spirit was trying to warn me slow down, let the peace of God rule in your heart. So, watchfulness. Be mindful of what God is doing. Be mindful that God is speaking. We're going to have communion right now. Let's do it right now, and then I'm going to have this quote, Jeff, before we actually end our service. Uh, Would all of you go ahead and and grab your communion uh, cup? Sweetheart, would you help us with that as well? And just go ahead and be sure that everybody gets a, a communion cup. You're there. You're watching this via live stream. Would you grab your cup, your bread, your juice and let's receive from the body and the blood of God. Everybody here is getting their cup, getting their juice. All right, let's take first and, and let's look at our our bread. When we take this, we are saying, I am one with you, God. Coupled with that this morning, as you take it, I want you to also be aware that you're saying, I affirm that I can hear the Holy Spirit. I am your follower, I am your sheep. I am a sheep and I I hear your voice and I know your voice and I don't follow a stranger. Let's take and eat the bread of God. And now the cup He gave his life that we might have a friendship that we might that alienation might never again be in our vocabulary you are not distant from God I don't care what your week has been like or what things are going on in your life you understand I care I use that as a a phrase to say what's really important the priority that's what we mean I don't care what's been going on God's got your back He's not turned his back on you. He's right there with you. He's present with you right now. And he is speaking to you. And he confirms it with his blood. Let's take the blood of our God. Before we play our closing song, which has become a banner over Genesis, Please watch and read along with this quote. This is from Francois Dutoit. Quote, your in Christness is not the result of a lucky draw. Calvinism lied to you. Neither is it the result of your choice to follow Jesus. Something doesn't become true by popular vote or by our beliefs. If it wasn't true to begin with, we are wasting our time trying to believe it true. Faith happens to you when you encounter the good announcement of God's doing. Are we in Christ? For evangelical theology to miss the meaning of mankind's inclusion in Christ before they knew it or believed it is to completely miss the point of the death descent into hell resurrection and ascension of Jesus this would make Jesus irrelevant and reduce the salvation of the human race to their own fate managed by institutionalized religion attaching mere sentimental value to an historic Jesus who died and who rose again we're going to stop there Jeff Dear ones, I send blessing, I send healing, I pray over your finances, I pray over your bodies, many are struggling, your finances, that your jobs, your careers will be healed in return. We'll be gathering again. In fact, there's nothing restricting you from coming now, we could be gathering right now, I know it's... It's just not what we want, though. We want to be able to wrap our arms around one another in freedom. We want to touch and pray for one another in freedom instead of keeping a distance. So I get it. If you want to come to our church service on Sundays, you come and you be with us, okay? But. I'm not sure what I hear, Jeff, but there's something playing right now. Can we... All right, I want to finish my thought here, and I'm sorry. It's, it may take a while for us to get back to truly gathering the way that we used to gather before COVID, but you know this, that Nina and I, Matt and Lisa, Barb and Jim, we love you. We thank God for you. We thank God for those who have begun to join the Genesis congregation on Facebook and through the website and you've been listening to the teaching, but you've, you've never even met us, some of you. Thank you for being with us. I want to encourage you, write to us, let us know you're watching, and let's look forward to the day where we again are going to be in person with each other, but until we are, I break through those airways, I break through that soulish realm right now to your heart, and I say, be at peace. God is with you. He has not left you. You do hear his voice. Rest, worship, and be watchful. Here's our banner song for this year. We'll see you next week.